There are shows in this world that we will never fully understand. Understand. Except Ghost Adventures. We have watched every episode to build our obsession, our fandom. Watching alongside each other because no one we know really gives a damn. Gives a damn. Watching Zack and crew catch groundbreaking proof of the paranormal, inspiring us to explore our own interest in otherworldly phenomena. This is our podcast. We are Paranormal Cuntas. interesting who's gonna break first (laughs) (laughs) what up everybody it's me leah and it's me bethany and we're back we're back guess what we're fucking back (laughs) and it feels good baby hell yeah and we're not only back we're rolling with the devil oh wait is it running 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 with with the devil (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah baby we're here to talk about dancing with the devil rolling with the devil cruising with the devil hanging with the devil Let's rock. So uh, today we're talking about uh, this legend uh, known as the girl who danced with the devil. Yeah. Um, so if you don't know this story, uh, the story of a girl who danced with the devil, uh, this is about a young woman who goes to a club and um, finds herself dancing with a gorgeous man who turns out to be the devil. <laughs> and that's kind of the gist of it. Uh, there are so many different variations and we're kind of going to go into it, you know? Yeah, man, let's talk about it. So this is a story, and if you're not familiar, about you're about to be. About a man Kip's family fed. And then one day, he was shooting at some food. First thing you know, uh, bubbling, bubbling crude. Oh, I don't know. Oil, that, <laughs> that is. is. Texas tea. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. That'll be on the Patreon version. Anyways. Anyways, so we're here. we were super curious. Like, how the fuck did this legend start? Yeah, man. You know, because we've heard this story for so long. A lot of our friends and family know it. Uh, and we've all heard different versions of this story. So we wanted to just kind of like, I don't know, track it as best as we could, considering that we're not scholars and we don't have <laughs> access to like fucking massive libraries and shit. We got like Wikipedia and Google, y'all. Fair, like, fair. <laughs> this is the best we could do. <laughs> but we only do the best for y'all, okay? We bring you our best. <laughs> so this story goes all the way back to the 18th century, y'all. Uh, the first real tale that we have of a young woman dancing with the devil is the story of a young woman named Rose La Tulipe. <laughs> La Tulipe. La Tulipe. La Tulipe. She's French, y'all. <laughs> Do you pronounce the E? La Tulipe. La Tulipe. Oh, no, that sounds a little bit I better. I don't fucking... I didn't take French. Same. I apologize for butchering I took a year of language. Latin, a semester of Spanish, and cheated my way through the rest. <laughs> so, uh, Rose La Tulipe. And uh, really, this talks about a young girl who, um, during Mardi Gras... Uh, decided to kick up the rug with the devil. I think he actually came to her house in this version of the girl dancing with the devil, right? Yeah, so it it was known as the legend of the devil at the dance. It also went by the name the legend of the beautiful dancer. Mm, yes. And there were over 200 different versions of this legend, but the most 
well-known version was one written by Felipe <laughs> Joseph Albert de Gaspé. Gaspé? Gaspé. I don't know. And this was in 1837. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the one that's in Le Chouard de Chouard et Le Bar. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was the book. La Cher, La Cher, Chouard de... Dambula, give me the power. Dambula. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. We're butchering that beautiful language. Anyways. So, yes, you are right. In this version, the stranger shows up at Rose's house... And they dance together until midnight. And then at midnight, he is revealed to be the devil. Dang. Yeah. And according to some versions, the devil disappears, taking Rose with him. Taking her to hell as his bride. <laughs> Very, uh, what's that? Hades and Persephone? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> 100%. Very uh, Willow, Buffy season. What's the... <laughs> uh, What's the musical? Oh, you mean Dawn and Sweet? Oh, I said Willow. Yeah, Dawn and Sweet. Dawn yeah. and Sweet. <laughs> He's come up for his bride. Hell yeah. And he, he taps a little toe. He's, you know. Oh, he does He's dance. a dancer. <gasps> I, oh, my God. I just made a Buffy correlation to Holy this story. shit. Drop mic. I'm oh done. Oh my god! I'm putting she my did mic dance away. With the devil, and he did want to take her. That's right. He oh did. Oh my god, you guys! This legend goes way deeper than I ever thought. <laughs> Holy shit! I am like my mind is blown. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, according to some other versions of this story, though, uh, the priest of the village intervenes in on this dancing oh and uh, saves Rose. In those versions, she enters a convent. And then dies a few years later. Jeez, man. <laughs> That's like a worse punishment than like <laughs> dancing and going to hell. I'd rather yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. I'd rather have fun in hell than join a <laughs> convent and die. You know? So I don't know. But it's interesting because this legend is one of like, I don't know, they say hundreds or more examples of French Canadian folklore mm. about girls dancing with the devil. And they say that these stories uh, survived as cautionary tales for young girls about the dangers of dancing with strangers, uh, you know, who don't have your best interest in mind. But one of the um, common factors I noticed was this story takes place on Lent or Sundays a lot of the time. And this, this one took place during Mardi Gras. So that's mm-hmm. like, isn't that, that's like right yeah. before Lent or yeah. something, right? Because yeah, it's Fat Tuesday, Tuesday you, turning up. Yeah, yeah. You go dance with commit the devil. All your sins. And then after that, you like repent <laughs> by like choosing not to drink soda or something. <laughs> oh, I'm always such an ass. I'm like, I'm giving up crack cocaine yeah, and like yeah, yeah. heroin. You know, I don't do those don't things. Do you know? <laughs> but that's interesting. And why am I thinking a footloose all of a sudden? Like the priest <gasps> shutting down dancing. Exactly. Well, maybe I don't know. Now I'm now I'm just thinking. Okay, I'm just thinking. I'm just you know going off the rails here. Uh, dancing is so like sensual. Oh, I know. You know, dirty like, dancing. Yeah, Come on. yeah. You're like getting your bodies close together and you're jigging around. You're and like Anderson <laughs> Pox says, if she can't dance, she can't. Ooh. <laughs> So I'm just saying, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. 
But what's crazy is that even though it started French Canadian, most of these tales are actually known as Southern Texas legends. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking nuts. Uh, like f- as of like modern day, I like we could only find stuff in southern Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Nowhere further than that. Yeah. Like <laughs> north or, or south. Yeah. Yeah. North. Yeah, no, 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 no. Not even in North Texas. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we just weren't looking hard enough. Again, our, our resources are fairly limited. But even so, like after so much, like weeks of Googling and reading and it's they crazy. were all Texas places. It's crazy. And some uh, really have dates going back all the way to 1950, uh, which I think is kind of crazy taking place in Kingsville. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, and, and in that story, the devil apparently spins this girl around and around so much that she's like gasping for air. It's getting so fucking intense that the dust is flying and it's all <laughs> over the fucking place. And by the time the dust falls, they're fucking gone. Yeah. She's gone, right? The devil takes a bow and he's like, <laughs> adios, bitches. Well, that's the thing. They're spinning and spinning and spinning. And much like you mentioned, like the fucking Buffy episode. They start to smoke, right? <laughs> right. But there's so much that you can't see them. And when it settles, she's gone. But the devil takes a bow mm. in front of everybody. And that then prideful and motherfucker. Then, pff, he's gone. He had to take his bow. He's like the wind. <laughs> I feel his breath on my face. <laughs> Body close to me. All the dirty dancing references through this episode. Get ready. <laughs> oh, my God. This is crazy. That wasn't even planned or anything. It wasn't. Like, it's pretty wild. It was organic. It's kind of perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect um so yeah then after the kingsville one one of the next ones that we could find was about 20 years later in the 1970s and this took place in san antonio at el camaroncito and in this story it's kind of the same thing you know girl defies parents goes out goes dancing um and i thought this was so interesting her name was supposedly rosa and if you remember, one of the first stories documented uh, was Rose La Tulipe. So Ooh. I just thought it was really cool that her name was Rosa. Oh, Anyways, shit. so yeah, right? <laughs> so if your name's Rosa, you better watch out, girl, who you dancing or with. Rose. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. But I just thought that was kind of cool, and I wonder uh, if there's anything behind that. Right. Anyways, so um, they're dancing, they're doing, they're getting their groove on, getting their disco on, whatever. And uh, she notices that, you know, this beautiful man has goat hooves. Damn. He then vanishes, leaving a puff of smoke and the smell of sulfur behind. Damn. Yeah. It's one big fart. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. And in the same location, five years later, they say on Halloween night, a white guy came to El Camaroncito mm. and he was the devil. Uh-huh. And you know, as usual on the story, he's looking fresh and clean, yada yada. Anyways, him and the woman dance and she shrieks when she notices that he has chicken or goat feet. You know, like the story varies, so you know, it could be different ones. Anyways, so she's freaking out. She's like, ah and then he fucking bolts to the restroom. And he leaves behind a cloud 
of smoke and the smell of sulfur again, but this time in the restroom. So I guess he did it <laughs> in the right place this time. Thanks for <laughs> being considerate. Being considerate. Oh, he's a considerate devil. But, um, but I just thought that was kind of interesting because usually the story takes place on Lent or like on yeah. a Sunday. It's yeah. like a religious thing. Not but Halloween. this one is Halloween. And I'm curious. I was like, who the fuck came up with that one? And it is noted that he's a white guy. Yeah. Like, whereas usually we're not so concerned with his race. Race, yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. I didn't notice that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but it doesn't stop there, does it? Because just four years later, this motherfucker pops up in McAllen. <laughs> He's down in the Rio Grande Valley uh, at Boca Asicos. <laughs> Boca Asicos. <laughs> Boca Asicos. Boca Asicos 2000 nightclub. So, so he's at Boca Asicos. <laughs> nightclub uh and a girl wanted to go dancing but again her mom's like no you don't do that this is holy week bad shit's gonna happen to you thanks a lot mom she goes anyway right and of course this devilishly handsome uh man sees her dances with her but wait a tick he's got a goat hooves and a chicken talon <laughs> again leaving behind the smell of sulfur yeah just disappearing into the night and leaving behind the smell of sulfur now uh when reading accounts of this one um you know we people like locals wonder if something happened that night to spark this legend mm. and and i'm curious about that too because you know some of the stories they say oh there were witnesses there were witnesses but why the fuck can't we find any yeah and why the fuck or is it always like considered a legend or a story mm -hmm. an urban legend um, and, and I did think the same thing, but when uh, we were reading the articles on this one specifically, they were saying that um, locals themselves have mentioned, like, what the fuck actually happened that yeah. night? Anyways, it was just also interesting to me that this um, story that happened at Bocasio's happened during Holy Week on mm -hmm. April 13th uh, on Good Friday, Whereas uh, the story from the 18th century about Rose La Tulipe also happened during Holy Week. Yeah, man. So the legend's definitely keeping a lot of similar. Yeah. There are a lot you, of parallels. Yeah, sure. you yeah. can see, like, there are certain things that really stick. Yeah. You know, everything else is kind of up to the orator. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. But, but guys, it doesn't really stop there. Because <laughs> in 1995, he strikes again. Yes, he do. In June, though. So a couple months after. Yeah. April, yeah. So June 18th, 1995, uh, he is. this story happens again at the Flamingo Club in Stockton, California. That is uh, very interesting. Um, but you guessed it. It's a tale of a woman who dances all night with a beautiful man. But in this one, the club goes black. And when the lights come back on, the woman's covered in cuts with blood all over her body. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Uh, this devilish man was arrested and cops were questioning witnesses. He apparently disappeared, leaving only the cuffs behind. The woman is said to die just a few days later from those wounds. Yeah. This is one where they say that there were a lot of witnesses, you know. So another version of this same story in that area says that there were over a hundred witnesses to this event. Uh, the handsome man, again, is described to be wearing all black and like gold chains. And he's very clean, cool, handsome. Uh, him and the woman are dancing on the floor and they start floating. Right. She freaks out and screams. Ah! <laughs> and the lights go out. 
When the lights come back on, this time she's laying on the ground, but she is still cut up and bleeding. And then it ends as the same before. He gets arrested. He gets put in the back seat of the cop car. And then poof, he disappears, leaving only those cuffs behind. It's nuts, man. Yeah, it's really quite wild. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's really cool, those parallels, though. We've got, like, yeah. it's always a girl dancing with a really handsome, attractive dude who everybody wants. Um, it's usually Holy Week, and she's typically defying her parents. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm curious, Big Sis, when did you first hear this story? Oh, I'm glad you asked, because I'm dying to tell you. <laughs> I want you all to know the first time I heard the story of the dancing girl with the devil. Um, I, I really don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, like, where exactly I was when I heard this story. I, I was probably around 12, 13 years old, and... I'm being told that this happened at Flamingo Nightclub, which is really weird because that's the name of the nightclub of the California story. But we have a flamingo here in Austin, um, right? Bethany's looking at me like, whoa, shit, another parallel. <laughs> but we have a flamingo here in Austin. Story is, girl goes out. I didn't get the details that she was defying her parents. I was just told they're at a quince. They're having a good time. This beautiful man walks in and he goes straight up to the most beautiful girl in the quince, takes her hand and they start dancing. They dance all night. Um, but it's not until she looks down at his feet to see chicken hooves um, that she realizes, oh shit, I'm dancing with the devil. Um, from there, the story kind of varies. The version that I remembered the most was that the devil disappears and the building burns down. I don't know what happened to the girl. I don't know if she survived that. I don't know if she went to hell. I don't know if she got cut. I don't know if she, I don't know where she went, but the building was burnt down. Um, and the Flamingo nightclub did catch fire in Austin. Um, it was renovated and then whatever, and then it was later closed, I believe. But yeah, that place caught fire. And so when I think when it caught fire is when I heard that story because people were saying it caught fire because the devil was there. <laughs> so whenever that was, that's when I heard this story. You know, it's interesting you bring up the fire because I totally forgot to mention, I think Bocasio's caught fire too. And I know El Camaroncito is closed now. Uh-huh, yeah. But I don't know why I want to say, like, something like that happened, too, to help it close. You know, mm. like some kind of disaster or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not 100% on that part. Um, but I know Picasso's caught fire. Nice. And that's just really interesting. Yeah. So he's just going... Maybe he's just, like, doing them a favor, setting them ablaze. He's like, hey, y'all are all out of, like, regulations. This place needs to be shut down. Let's party one you, good time. I hope you collect that insurance. Yeah, let's party it up and then I'll shut it down. Shut it down. Maybe he's an all right guy. <laughs> but that's the first time I heard the story. What about you? Well, I have another question for you and oh. then I'll tell you mine. Oh, okay. This story ever freak you out? No, only because, and I don't want anybody to feel bad for me or anything, but I knew it would never be me. <laughs> I was like, he ain't going to pick the fat, awkward girl at the quince. He's going to pick the baddie. So I didn't really worry too much about it. Yeah. <laughs> I figured I wasn't his type. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> but no, it really, it really didn't. I think it, it was, I think it excited me more than anything because we've always been into this kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, yeah, I got nothing to worry about. Let's go party. Do you remember around <laughs> what age? Um... 
it was probably like 12, 11, 12, something like that. And I want to say I heard it like at a slumber party or something, like just with a group of people. Because it wasn't like mom or dad telling me the story. It was just a bunch of randos. Yeah. <laughs> so what about you? Um, same. Like, I don't really remember where I heard it. Sometimes I feel like I was born knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in my soul. It's just in there. It's in my DNA. No, but really, I, I cannot recall where I learned this story. Yeah. But I remember hearing that it happened at the Flamingo. I also remember hearing that it happened at Rock and M, which yeah, is like a, yeah. it's like a ranch or something like a club at a ranch. Yeah. Um, and in my version, again, is is, is different from yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did not know she was defying her parents. Uh, the version that I know is there was a girl who was very shy mm-hmm. and kind of like a wallflower. And she went out with some friends one night, um, dancing, clubbing, <laughs> enjoying. And, <laughs> you know, this handsome dude walks in. Everybody wants to get with him. You know, he's perfection. <laughs> And he walks up to her and yeah. asks her to dance. And so they're dancing, getting a groove on. And then she notices that he has chicken feet. Yeah. I didn't hear the goat hoof one for a while. I always yeah. I always heard chicken, chicken feet. feet. Yeah. yeah. And that shit really freaked me out. Yeah. The chicken feet is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. It is creepy. So uh, anyways, so she notices he has chicken feet. And then that's it. That's where my story ends. There is no smell of sulfur, him going poof into the night. Like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know if she died or got kidnapped or, you know, was just traumatized. (laughs) I don't know. All I know is that there was a girl who danced with the devil. And um, and I don't know how old I was. I was real young. Yeah, I was real young. And I think that that's why there are so many missing pieces to my version. Mm-hmm. It's because I was so young. Yeah. And um, and I think it was also at like some kind of party, like, a you know, people nice. just exchanging stories. stories and stuff. Yeah. Classic shit, you know, for sure, dude. <laughs> well, that's wild. So, you know, considering that those are our stories, those would have taken places sometime in the 90s. Yeah. Around 95. Yeah. And that's why we kind of put this version you know chronologically at and you know at the end because it would have been like 95 6 7 8 around that time because if i was no older than like eight so that would have been like 1997 or so yeah yeah for sure um um but it was interesting also in our research to find that in 2016 there was a a short film uh made called dancing girl who danced with the devil and um it was about like a religious family and this girl goes out to seek quote her own paradise. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> yeah. So there have been so many variations. I mean, some people say that she died in a hospital, the girl moved away and we kind of covered some of that. Um, and some say that she's still waiting for her handsome devil man to spin her out of this world. Shit, I would. I'd be like, you motherfucker, why didn't she take me? <laughs> this place sucks, bro. I could have been your devil queen. <laughs> <laughs> But there are so many names for this story. And Bethany kind of mentioned at the beginning, um, there's the girl who danced with the devil. The devil at the disco. The devil still dances. Dancing with Satan. (laughs) Not dancing with wolves. (laughs) (laughs) And more. Uh, You know, there are so many more names. You know, going back to the uh, 18th century, that French Canadian tale, they said at that time there were about 200 versions that they Mm -hmm. knew of. 
Yeah. We're in fucking 2022 now. Yeah, bro. There are probably thousands upon thousands of versions of this story. Probably. (laughs) Probably also across a ton of different cultures. Yeah. It's just that we kind of stuck to, you know, Texas, because it's where we're from. Word. (laughs) Howdy, (laughs) y'all. And also considering that this story is deeply culturally based. Yeah. You know, like it is embedded with uh, Mexican-American culture. You know, you've got the religious aspect with, you know, the Holy Week. Um, and you've got a girl defying her parents and Which getting is in not trouble. Okay. <laughs> yes. And of course, of course it results with some kind of interaction with the fucking devil. devil and like possible death. Yeah. Like you do not defy your parents. A thousand right? percent. <laughs> Bitch learned her lesson. Oh my That's God. That's what you get. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting because, um, you know, I asked some people who actually live in Mexico and the Coyoacan area. And I was like, Hey, have you ever heard this story? And they were like, uh, kind of like yeah. vaguely. I, I think I heard something like that before, yeah. you know? So it's not as big over there, at least in that area. Um, as it is something like a La Llorona. Yeah. Cause they brought that up. They're like, nah, I, we talk about La Llorona more than we talk about something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really interesting and it made me feel like it was more of a Mexican American thing yeah. because this story is really popular in the border towns, mm-hmm. you know, you got the, the Valley and shit. Yeah. But I'm excited because we're about to bring on uh, the crew of Let's Chat Paranormal. Love them. Uh, who live in San Antonio. They're based out there in San Antonio. Check them out. Definitely check them out. They're so much fun. And they are probably, I think, our favorite guests to have yeah. on because we just have a great time. And we're going to get to hear their versions of this story, which I'm super stoked about. Yeah, man, it's going to be awesome. So grab you some snacks. Tuck in under a little blanket. Get ready to get spooked. <laughs> or laugh your ass or off. Or laugh. You're so, more than you likely going to laugh your ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat anything that makes you too gassy. You're going to fart it up. <laughs> <laughs> Smell like sulfur. <laughs> It'll be better ambiance, I guess. Anyway, so uh, here they are. We're bringing on the, the, the crew of Less Chat Paranormal. Who told you the story of the girl who danced with the devil? And when did you first hear it? Uh, so it was our grandma that told us, and then as we got older, we got more details from other people in our family. Like I would say, like one of our tias would tell us something, but it would always be like, um, like what do they call those tales? Like trying to scare us into being like good and whatnot, uh, cautionary, yeah, cautionary tales or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so the story that that I heard, or I I know growing up that I would hear is that uh, there was, like, uh, a place called El Camaroncito, and it was a bar, and so they're, they're having a good time. Everybody's dancing, and, like, this super handsome dude comes in. He's wearing flashy, uh, you know, flashy suit and everything, and he's dancing with all the women in the bar, making all the other dudes jealous. And then uh, this one girl starts dancing with him, and she happens to look down, and she would see that one foot is a chicken foot and so she starts screaming and of course everybody freaks out and they're like oh it's the devil and uh that he would disappear and that there would be the smell of sulfur uh after he disappeared but uh they would say that that was like the mark of the devil was like having the one chicken foot and then also the sulfur 
But then I would also hear people say like a goat foot. So yeah, my my area is the uh, it, it has both of them. But what do you mean both? Of them? Yeah, yeah, he has one of, on each side from my my oh, toe. Oh, he doesn't toe. even have feet. No, he was he. Okay, I'll let you finish your your one, and I'll get into mine. Talk about when, this later. Whenever you guys are done. Yeah, I was like, we don't want to. We don't. I don't want my my version intermingling okay. with yours. Well, that was that's it. That was my story that I heard growing I'll up. I'll let you uh, keep going, Eric, on this because you guys are in the same. Well, so yeah, like. uh so like the official version is actually that she does she she looks down and she sees that he has the chicken feet, she screams and he flees the scene into the bathroom where he it's supposed that he escaped from like a window or something, but they say that the window was too small for anybody like any normal person to fit through, so they have to come to the conclusion that he disappeared and it's then that they start to smell the the. Uh, the sulfur within the area and it pretty much is like the same as my sister said in all accounts but my family would go even further saying that you were going to be marked with bad luck or a curse as if you were witness to a chicken-footed man dancing under a street light and if you saw that it was like a bad omen and that you know bad luck or a curse was placed upon you so those were like the stories that I had grown up with. And my family was like fucking full of them. Uh, just, just in general of seeing the devil. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Superstitious Mexican family. And there's like 11 just on my mom's side. So <laughs> you can imagine the amount of stories. <laughs> yeah. And I remember that night. She wasn't that scared. What? Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You missed the joke. I anyway. guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best jokes. <laughs> the missed ones. The missed ones. You have, no, you have no idea. The well is deep on that one. <laughs> oh my goodness. But that, that that story definitely lines up with some of what like our Austin story is. So yeah. um that's really that's really cool and we'll definitely talk. Was he wearing Gucci over there, though? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> he had a Gucci um. belt. <laughs> it, was, it, it changes. He is an, an island boy over there. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> That's no, fantastic. Man. He was wearing his ostrich boots. Get it right, man. Get it right. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so, and then I think uh, Jesse, Jesse yeah. yeah, you said you had a version? Oh, uh, yeah. So, ours is completely different. So, in Laredo, real Bravo party scene, uh, it's a custom to whenever you go out to say, well, I hope we don't run into the devil tonight. And that's usually a, a, a toast or a shot or a drink that you do pre gaming. To the pre-gaming, to the pre-gaming. Um, Sounds like you're starting at noon. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's how it goes. So uh, you you uh, well back in my day, you would start, of course, in the U.S. and then you would end up across the border. So uh, the way the the story was told to me, and it was told by actually you know someone related to me, is that um, they had to one of these prominent uh, bars after 
was partying in the U.S. and, you know, the Laredo border. And, you know, it's closing time, so the party jumps over to uh, the No Rules Land area. So they head out, and, you know, everybody's having a good time. It's an antro. Everybody's partying, and the ugliest, fattest motherfucker walks in. And you can tell because he's just that, you know, big and ugly, but he has a present. So he's dressed pretty well from head to toe. And he is walking around pretty much like he owns the joint. Uh, so people are kind of weary about it because they don't know if he's got like a drug affiliation or some, you know, something that would make him act that way. But every woman that he talks to in the bar is somehow enamored with him with his silver cap teeth and his scraggly looking face and his pot belly and his shirt open half the way with, you know, the gold and the gaudy look. So to all the guys that are around, they can't understand why the hell these women would just be kind of just gravitating to him. So as the night continues in the antro, more and more guys are just getting pissed off because this guy's just literally going up to any girl that he wants to and dancing with them dancing with them, he's buying drinks, he's paying people off, he's just living his best life, and nobody knows how or why, they don't know him, he's not a local, um, but they're like, maybe he's, you know, from some other state in Mexico, and he's coming down here to do business, whatever, they, they don't know, it's a fucking bewilderment to them. Finally, one of the main guys that's there in that part of Laredo, gets fed up with it and you know he confronts them and the dude's like yeah I'm just here to have a good time don't worry about it drinks on me so he buys the whole table drinks and one of the other guys that's in the group uh, gets into pretty much like a, a, a pissing contest with him and uh, he goes and does a mechanical bull that they have at the antro and he rides it and he's you know stays on there for a good while and gets off and he says, you see how uh, much of a vaquero you are, man. You're over here, you know, claiming you got this, that, you know, how long can you last? And with a big grin, and you can see all the cappings in his teeth, he says, yeah, I'll do it. He goes, but uh, what are you betting? And the guy says, anything you want. And he goes, anything, anything. All right. Without saying what it was, it jumps right on it and him knowing the guy that controls the booth tells him, turn it all the way up. I want that motherfucker to fall. And he turns it up to the max, expecting this guy to like make a fool out of himself. Well, he doesn't. Out of some supernatural sense or form, this guy's hanging on. He's grinning, laughing, having the time of his life. And in one of those uh, giddy-ups, his boots fall off. And as they fall off, he's still riding it. When one of the actual women that's looking says, what the fuck is that? And they see a, a chicken push. And they're like, you know, la, la pata la tiene gallo. And they're like, what? So as it does the revolution, the other one's a fucking goat hoof. And they're arguing about what it is. And everything stops. The music, everything. And the dude on the horse starts laughing. And the whole antro goes quiet. And all the attention on him. He says, I came here to have a good time. And now this man uh, lost the bet with me. And the whole antelope fight shut off. 
and everybody goes into a frenzy. They run out. A couple of people got uh, trampled. It turned into a scene. The police were called. Uh, the local fire department there from Tamaulipas had to come down and they closed the area. A couple of people passed away. And every time they interviewed a person, they said the devil was in this. And they ended up trying to rebrand the, the bar, but it just ended up closing for for sure, and it turned into a it turned into a restaurant, but it also ended up closing, and they ended up uh, demolishing. And I think it's like a mortuary now. Oh shit! But uh, yeah, that's that's my uh, and it's an actual place there. So, Ooh. what's the name of the place? Um, I think it's like Nieto and something funeral home now, but uh, I think the bar might was called like. Uh, no, it was something like uh, <laughs> level nine or something like that. That was like the, the Andro name. Yeah, yeah. And how old were you when you were told this story? Uh, I think I had been like 14, 15, because I was jumping in and out of the, the you know, the border, you know, going out and underage drinking out there. And when they told it to me, the person that was telling me was telling me like they had fucking just witnessed it you know like they were just like frantic about it and i know for like about a month not even i'm sorry i'm i'm exaggerating so i don't want to say about a week till we were like you know what like if we see the devil we see the devil <laughs> like, you know what i mean you, you know teenagers and drinking they're like you know what Fuck it. sound like he just wanted to have a good time <laughs> yeah like tell him to buy me drinks <laughs> and just don't that's why the, yeah, yeah that's, and that that was always the thing like you would always take a shot to like not seeing the devil that night and that was like a, a thing well, I mean, it sounds like he just wants to have a good time with you if you don't fuck around. Yeah, and like I said, the way that the way that they would describe it was like he was not like a he just he, he was a guy that just was very charismatic and had a lot of fucking money, but he was like ugly as shit. They always the the story that I was hear is he was always like pot bellied, uh, scruffy looking, but the way he looked, you know, like a, a darker Mexican with hairy chest, and he just had a lot of like gold and like they said he smelled good and you know like he was very well dressed and talked to you very eloquently just yeah. ugly as fuck confidence, <laughs> confidence <laughs> exactly that's what I'm saying and like hey you can't have it all you can't have it all <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the guys they, they couldn't comprehend you know like they were like what is this guy doing and I guess you know it had to be the devil or maybe it was that chicken foot something <laughs> she, like chicken feet yeah, I, mean, I mean I wasn't the best looking guy in the world but I you know I, I, I was swarmed with women in she's all like, I have one mean chicken foot <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question uh, for all of you uh, what do you think the moral or lesson of the story is if you think it has one I think it was always just to be careful of like who you're like interacting with at the bars. That's how I took it when I was younger. Like you never know who you're talking to or who you're saying yes to go dance with and whatnot. But there was always women that told me the story as I was growing up. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I took from the story whenever they would tell it to me. Do you want to go next or do you want me to go? Well, no. And, you know, now that I actually think about it, because I always think it at face value, right? And that was always the, the dilemma there was, 
you know, be careful who you you go out with or, you know, who you meet. But no one actually tells the story of the devil. I mean, what like like you said, he was just out to have a good time so, until someone fucked with him. So yeah, that's and that's what the that's what the the lesson was for us in Laredo's. Careful who you challenge. Careful who you mm-hmm. who you try to step up to or basically call out because you don't know who they are. Right. So who, and, and that's basically what, pick your fight, like you know. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying from like I guess the San Antonio perspective is, I mean, for all we know, the girl never looks down and she just danced with the devil and he leaves. Mm-hmm. Ours was mainly fighting because that's what we're into <laughs> that single time. So it, it was a cautionary tell, like just pick who you're gonna fuck with because. You know, even though your ego might be bruised, this person could be like a, a son of someone or, you know, the, the nephew of something. So it was always like, you know, in your drunken haze, one of your friends would always hold you back and cover your mouth and be like, no, no, let's go somewhere else. Hmm. Unless you knew, you know, he was like in high school with you or like, you know, he's the fucking guy that worked at Walmart. Said, like, Man, fuck you. <laughs> but sorry about the cuss words. But yeah, uh, it was it was mainly that. Like, if you don't know the person, you, you don't know what uh, what domicilio or what vecina they were from or what part of Mexico they were from. It's kind of like uh, be cautious of like what you call this person out on. So so now thinking from my perspective, right, or my my little epiphany that I just had now, I would like to ask y'all ladies a question. If you knew that you were going to have a drink with the devil, no consequences, would you do it? No con- Why would there be no consequences? <laughs> I would be so suspicious of that. Like, if I knew it was the devil, I'm like, there's always something with you. <laughs> well, well, I mean, like, like you know, taking, taking Jesse's story and You end up having to pay for the bill. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, cheap no. motherfucker, he orders top shelf and leaves me with the bill. <laughs> hey, girls, will you take a loan out for me? <laughs> And, and of course, you know, I, I know all the stories, you know, don't make a deal with the devil and all that stuff. But like, let's let's just say theoretically, like Jesse's story, if, if no one fucked with him, he was just there to dance and have a good time. Let's put that into like a drinking situation where it's like, OK, I know he's the devil, but he, he's just here to drink. Would you have a drink with him? Hell yeah. Shit, man. I yeah, feel, yeah. Uh, you know what a cool story that would be? Like, hey guys, you know what I did yeah. last night? I had a fucking drink with the devil. <laughs> I think the essence for it is that Laredo is such a in your face city that yeah. like it, it's like a I guess I get what you're saying now. Like I guess it, it adapts to whatever like the, the, the vibe of the city is. Yeah, the place mm-hmm. that it's from uh, because okay. it was always like you know stuff's gonna pop off. Just I be cautious of where yeah. just known for being slut. <laughs> like women just dance with anybody. <laughs> it's back in the olden days. It, it did. What was it like the eighties? Anyway, we known for going around. Oh, my sister, yeah, see, this is where my sister drops out. This is where I would be editing stuff out right now. Yeah, delete, delete, delete. Send us your notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're recording in different place, so she usually has a little uh, mister or spray bottle that she hits with. <laughs> it's called uh, the correction. Yeah, it's called the correction mist. Uh, oh, not funny. okay. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, what about you guys? Would you have a drink with the devil? Posing the same question at you. Every night. <laughs> Every night. I would actually be like, you know what? I'll order for us. I'll, I'll try to pull the tender funeral out of him. <laughs> that guy never came back with a drink. <laughs> I would I would say no, because I just think of Al Pacino from Devil's Advocate, and I'd be like, nah, he's got something up his sleeve. I'm okay. Yeah. So I don't, I don't care for any. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for a cool story like what, that. Whenever <laughs> you, you, you try to put Al Pacino in something, I just think of uh, that one Al Pacino uh, party. With, uh, what is it? Fuck, what's that movie? Oh my God, where they're all doing the Al Pacino impression. Um, it's uh, Seth Rogen and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Efron, their neighbors. <laughs> yeah. The and they're all doing the, is it fraternity, sorority, something. Something, but they're all doing it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, but they're all doing their own, like, impressions of him in, like, different parts. Like, you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, Al Pacino would be like the worst devil. Cause oh, <laughs> he's a great devil. He plays a great devil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be still no, be you know what? Uh, the, the, the French actor from Constantine, I think he still does a phenomenal devil. Oh, uh, the one that like he stuck his hands in his lungs and then he yeah. the black car. Are y'all familiar with Constantine with Keanu Reeves? Oh, yeah, 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 I love yeah. Keanu. Yeah. I'll watch anything with Keanu. Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. I, I, still, I still think he, uh, that French guy who played the devil, I still think that's a great rendition. Of I, I have to yeah. disagree with the prophecy uh, with, uh, what's his name, uh, Christopher Walken, the, the dude that plays the devil in that one. He does an amazing job. I don't think I know that one. Why don't we? You know, this is the devil at work right now. We're praising him. Oh my gosh. Well, he does does such a a good job of, like, shaking people up. And, like, he doesn't look menacing. He just does some real hardcore shit in that movie. Prophecy. (laughs) If you get a chance and get passed through Watkins' uh, (laughs) New York Angel Street accent, you'll you'll enjoy it. So, let me me ask a follow-up question. Do you think do you think the devil presents himself differently to individuals? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so would, we, that, we, would that, was that? I was going to say, I mean, just within this sitting, we have two different renditions of him, you yeah, know, just like yeah. depending on like where you're at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, do you think that that would sway your opinion about uh, like having a drink with him? What if he showed up as Zach Baggins? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the answer is still yes. That's right. Y'all already said yes. Like, what are we it's, talking it's, about? It's just emptying out to a hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean there's no consequence? <laughs> so, yeah, no consequence. And he looks like Zach. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> is this heaven? Did, are we talking about heaven? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, then again, something about about me, uh, I love black metal and it's satanic. So, so yeah. <laughs> I'm constantly listening to shit like satanic royalty and like, <laughs> hail Satan. And like, Bethany's <laughs> already had drinks with the devil. Like, <laughs> she's she bros. just didn't know it. We're bros. She's, she's beyond that. She's turned them that. down a couple of times. <laughs> she's like, you're not, 
you're not metal enough for me. And he's like, I'm the devil. She left him crying at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. My wife hates it when, when I put on Once Upon a Cross. She absolutely hates it. Yeah, I know. Ooh, I love it. I actually saw them in August, I think it was. I think it was August. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. Well, death metal isn't my, my big thing. All right. I'm more into, <laughs> I'm more into black metal. <laughs> All right. It's, oh it's probably in Austin that these little subcategories. <laughs> no, oh my no. God. Metal has like the most subcategories. All right. Thrash. This is, this is where, where she's bringing out her, um, her spray bottle. This is where we start involving. <laughs> Sorry. It's Bethany's fault. It's Bethany's fault. <laughs> if, if it helps, this is a big trigger warning for me. Don't talk about metal like that. <laughs> oh my god, I have, love it. Have any of y'all been to El Camaroncito? Um, I have not. I know that it's still open because I, I think I looked it up uh, when you had sent us the message. I think I had looked it up, and some people were saying like, "Yeah, it's still like an open bar or something." Yeah, I, we drive there. Very often. Oh, dude, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's my memory at work. <laughs> yeah, no, she's all like, yeah. We're in Laredo, they're like, yeah, everything condemned like two times. And like, <laughs> now it's just a funeral home area. <laughs> no, but uh, that's one of those things that I was all like, it would be interesting to just go and have a drink before things get crazy, before the devil shows up, I guess. You know, just, <laughs> just see just what's like, up. Like, yeah, I went there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to change my question to no, I don't want to have a drink with the devil because I'm, I'm afraid he's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? I can't do any worse than that. Like, you did all this yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I need to take notes. Oh, dang. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> go blaming me for this. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, but I, I loved those stories, and I think um, a lot of parallels to our story here in Austin. It took place apparently uh, at a club, uh, Flamingo, the Flamingo, and it's where like we would have all the quinces and all the weddings, and uh, apparently the devil showed up one night. But in our version, he's very handsome. And he's yeah. like, he's like the man you want to get. He's the Zaddy Bagans, you know, like he walks oh, in very, and, you're like, and you're like that <laughs> one. <laughs> but of course, he only wants to, he only wants to dance with like the baddest bitch. So like the rest of us get to stare and like watch it all happen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like a, a mixture of all the, the scene kids. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, when this uh, young lady looks down at um, this handsome man's feetsies, uh, he's got a chicken foot, and I've also heard as well like the goat foot, like one of each. Um, yeah. But I, I've heard both versions uh, when it comes to his feet. So. I've heard a version where he just had the goat feet. Yeah. And a version where he just had chicken, chicken feet. Chicken feet. Yeah. And a version where he had one of each. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, y'all just, y'all just mix this shit, shit up now. Like you fucking <laughs> forgot. <laughs> You're going to tell me that to my dismay, later on, as I got into like my 18, 19 year old, I come across this video from 
Fallout Boy, and I'm like, they stole an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the deer, deer feet. feet. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. And I was like, how dare they gentrify this? Right? <laughs> Still in my culture oh, well, like that. I, yeah. <laughs> the, the weird thing is, like, uh, I whenever I hear these stories, like, I just come from an artist's point of view. I'm like, how the fuck did that like anatomically work? Like, yeah. is it just like a <laughs> like yeah. it, it's just hard to visualize? Especially because like he's supposed to be such a great dancer. Like they yeah. spend all night yeah. dancing, and he you know moves her and woos her around the floor, yeah. twists and turns and spins. And I'm like, but he lopsided. <laughs> like he's yeah. got he's got he got a hoof and a like, claw, or like maybe that what helps. Like proportionate, yeah. What is proportionate to his body? Oh, that's true. Because I'm thinking of little fucking. Yeah, legs. you're you're thinking like of a small like if you took a chicken foot and put it on a human. <laughs> And like you're nubbing it around, I'm like it's proportionate. Like it's proportionate to the feet. Like everybody always says, it's where the foot should be, but there's a hoof, so it's like the size of what a. <laughs> she was just like tiny chicken fucking feet walking around. <laughs> Look, I'll go one step further. Even then, if you think like a, a three clawed what isn't feasible with someone noticing? Do you remember the time when all the Mexicans were wearing like the elf boots with a big old fucking yeah, toe? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's completely feasible. Yeah, it's completely feasible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, Jen's over here thinking there's a tiny foot chicken man walking around. That's what I was thinking too, though. Like, I'm like, you know, you know, you know what they say about a man with tiny chicken feet. <laughs> <laughs> He's the fucking devil. <laughs> oh my fucking <laughs> That's so great. Your audience is gonna be like, fuck these guys. God <laughs> damn it. Well, too bad. How dare they make fun of my tiny chicken feet? <laughs> Somewhere the devil's weeping. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's all listening. He's like, they're normal size feet. Yeah. I don't have, you know, yeah. <laughs> size 13. I got big ass chicken feet. I'm excited to hear other people's versions. Yeah. We'll see how it matches up to the yeah. very edited. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Oh, all of this is going to be condensed to uh, 10 minutes. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. No, I'm totally kidding. God, I can see the episode now is going to be like all oh, serious, and then here comes our part. Out there, though, there was this girl that was there at the Paranormal Fest that she wrote her own book. I can't remember the, her name or the name of the book, but she. She said that she saw the devil there at the Camaroncito and it was, it's like oh, an shit. Amazon ebook, mm-hmm. but it like, I can't remember her name. If I, rem- if I can remember and find it, I'll, I'll send you a link if you're interested in reaching out to her as well. Cool. But she was there yeah. set up at the paranormal fest that she, she was on that had a bunch of paintings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I remember. But yeah. yeah. I don't remember her name. Like yeah, I remember uh, seeing I can't her. remember. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that would be but, really cool. One of our friends was trying to find an eyewitness and she's like, I'm asking everyone's theos, I'm asking everybody, like, were you there? Were you there? So we're we're trying. So if someone's claiming they were there, then 
then yeah, we want to have that conversation. You measure the chicken foot. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not talking about fiesta foot. I'm talking about chicken foot. <laughs> At that point, wouldn't you do be a turkey leg? Yum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite. Chicken feet and turkey feet are very different, sir. <laughs> so, and who makes? Yeah, you know, like I was like, who's who's this? Uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> a specialist? I was like, nah, it's a chicken foot, bro. That's not that's not a that's not a flamingo foot or a. A, a pheasant or a pigeon foot that is a chicken foot yeah specifically yeah yeah oh my goodness well that's a good question because i'm wondering if like the chicken symbolizes something at, at some point in time i don't know or that'll like, be something to look up because yeah. as soon as you said that yeah. it made me think um well, of, I mean, the chicken used in like uh rituals like chicken yeah, chicken yeah, like, yeah. chickens are always used in rituals uh, same thing with the uh, with goats yeah so yeah. i mean i could see that but just to call it out and be like chicken foot and nobody <laughs> yeah. that was there be like I don't know man it looked kind of more like a, that would be like a pheasant yeah <laughs> it's like a pheasant foot really yeah <laughs> yeah it was had more of a talony look <laughs> it's like a falcon foot that's a vulture foot <laughs> yeah yeah you see and that's why I'm saying like here in San Antonio we get the crow's foot so over there in Austin I'm sure you have yeah, all the eagles it's just for someone to actually be there and be like it's a chicken foot we're all gonna agree it yeah. was chicken yeah. and what did you say goat goat no not cow goat man come on well I feel like goat <laughs> makes sense because that's been um, kind of goes hand in hand with the devil for forever you know yeah, you got yeah, the, yeah. the pagans mm-hmm. and then Baphomet, Baphomet and all that yeah, yeah shit, Baphomet so. thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 black metal <laughs> <laughs> Don't challenge her. She's uh, ready. She's, she's ready. It's already done. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. <laughs> oh, shit. We do, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a great time. <laughs> oh, my fucking face hurts. Every time, That's you good. guys. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. But thank you all yeah. again so so much. We love the right. stories. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And and next time you're in San Antonio, let us know. <laughs> okay. I want to taunt you in person. <laughs> you know, I should have told you because last last show I went to was so boring. It was so I left like an hour early. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I will I will make a whole shirt <laughs> to taunt you <laughs> Yeah, I'll keep you posted. It'll have to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, thanks for agreeing to this, and we'll see y'all soon. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Bye. Have a good night, guys. Bye. 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 Holy macaroni! <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. It's always so much fun talking to them. And like Leah said, our fucking faces hurt from laughing <laughs> and smiling so much. I fucking love those guys. I love them, love them, love them. Love them. But oh my God, their stories. I mean, first, Jennifer and Eric, right? So 
if you don't know, they're brother and sister and they're coming out of San Antonio. So their stories just kind of backing up what we covered uh, earlier at, oh gosh, what's the club? El Camaloncito. There you go. Cause I would butcher it. Uh, <laughs> so that was really cool to hear their stories, but Jesse's fucking like blew my mind coming yeah. out of Laredo with that one. Yes. I thought that was so cool. Cause it was coming out of Laredo. Yeah. And I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand to what I was saying earlier about like how, I don't know, it's more steeped in Mexican-American culture because his varies a lot. Yeah. Like, it's very different compared to the other oh, ones. Yeah. And that's a lot closer to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because this motherfucker was in boots. Yeah! He was ugly as fuck. <laughs> Riding a bull. Riding a mechanical bull. bull. Like, this guy, and I, uh, oh my God, like, when he was describing him, I think of the guy from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh my God. The, the yes, neighbor. The, the guy, yeah, he was in the ugly shirt. He's all greasy and gross. With oh. chains, and he's greasy, he's so and he's nasty. fat, and he's gross, and he's like, hey, guys. <laughs> I, know exa- I forgot his name. I, I haven't thought about name, that in forever. But, but yes, I know who you're talking look about. Look him up. Look him up. That's that's what Jesse described in, Le- in Leah's mind anyway. Uh, but it's so crazy. It was just such a good, good version. I really liked that one. I really enjoyed it, too, because it was different. Yeah, it was different, not only from ours and what we grew up with. Um, but all of them that we've heard so far. Yeah. I also thought it was really cool that they had this ritual of like cheers, you know, let's hope we don't run into the devil tonight or meet the devil or whatever. Cause that ugly motherfucker out there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's a cool ritual. Yeah. I I thought that was, uh, that was just a lot of fun. I mean, talking to them, but also hearing that new version. It was so exciting. (laughs) A new version. (laughs) (laughs) But like you said, it's 2022. There's probably thousands and thousands of versions and variations of this story so it is really cool we captured a new one for y'all but because there are so many versions and variations you guys this is a paranormal puta's first because y'all are gonna get a part two part d <laughs> if we want to keep to the french <laughs> Le part de. Le part de. <laughs> of dancing with the devil oh yeah and and like leah said it's because there are so many versions and we want to we wanted to share some of the versions that our family and friends know and it's one of the beautiful things about folk tales mm-hmm. because they're told by a community of people typically verbally and it's like playing a game of telephone if you don't write it down it's gonna fucking change because we yeah. all process things differently so it's just really cool. Folklore is crazy like that. <laughs> <laughs> and we are excited to hear those other versions from our friends and family. And we hope that you are too. Hell yeah, man. But uh, this was still real heavy. And even though it's just part one, <laughs> I need to cleanse. Me too. Hail to the guardians of the watchtowers of the north by the powers of mother and earth. Hear us. Take a big, deep breath in. Let that baby out. You're cleansed. Smells like sulfur. Ah, Maybe. (laughs) Anyways, everybody, as per usual, I'm Bethany. And I'm Leah. And we're signing off with two besitos. From these putitos. Thank <laughs> you.
Let's dance. 